highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Isn't it amazing that the issues we had in the 60s with people killing us, now we're killing us, and we're not saying anything about it. Had white people come through Milwaukee and started killing black people, the world would have stopped on its axis because so many people would have shown up to defend the neighborhood. But yet crime is literally out of control. And we're talking about it? It's an issue? What is your plan? What's the secret? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Milwaukee, like many other major cities in the United States, has some issues that we have to work on. And that's no secret. And I've been talking about those issues over the course of my campaign for mayor. You're joking, right? Talking about it? Where's the plan? We keep talking about plans, talking about strategies. Where is the plan? What are we doing? Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. It's decimating the black community. Yeah, because y'all don't eat right. So when you get sick because you don't eat right because you're overweight and nobody tells you because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we live in a world now where if you hurt somebody's feelings, you might get arrested. It's ridiculous. Idiotic. If you know you're not supposed to have certain things because you have diabetes, don't eat it. Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay. Tell that to your children and your grandchildren who won't see you because you decided to eat. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hour number two. Just me and you. Shooby-dooby-doo. That's all I got. 833-212-1017 is the number. News, 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 news. What's going on? So did you see the video of A.J. Dillon at Lambeau? You think the cop didn't know who he was? I don't know. I think the cop knew who he was. He just didn't like him. Bumped him. He beat it. Green Bay Police is revealing an incident involving an officer and Packers running back A.J. Dillon at Lambeau Field over the weekend. Video. During an event on Saturday, showed an officer shoving Dylan. Dylan said two security guards helped him down to the field to do a Lambo leap to hype up the crowd, and he assumed the officer in the video missed the memo. Uh, Green Bay Police Department, of course, issued a statement saying they're aware of the video and that their internal affairs have been initiated in a view. In the, and so this is what Green Bay Police Department said on Monday. Green Bay Police Department is aware of the social media video, which shows an infraction. I'm sorry, an interaction. They're calling it interaction, and really it's an infraction. Between a Green Bay police officer and Green Bay Packer A.J. Dillon at the soccer match at Lambeau Field on July 23rd. It is clear that there was a miscommunication between the officer and Mr. Dillon. Are you kidding me? The Green Bay Police Department appreciates the perspective and supportive words from Mr. Dillon and blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? The officer shoved him. And on video, we don't know why. So let's find out why. Oh, come on, dude, really. I can't believe that. Alex Lazary is out of the Senate race, and he backed Nelson, the dude, Mandela. No, I'm just kidding. He backed Mandela Barnes. So here's the question. What did Alex Lazary have to give up? I don't know. His father's a billionaire. That means he's probably a millionaire and he's got all the money he would want and need to run for Senate. 
So my question is, who paid who or who owes who something? I've rarely seen a Democrat or Republican or anybody in politics do something for someone else and back them without something. I'm just saying. I wonder what the extra is. I wonder what it is. Um, I would I would take it to mean uh, something way more. Milwaukee Bucks executive Alex Lazarus dropping out of the race for U.S. Senate in Wisconsin, instead endorsing Lieutenant Governor Randella Barnes, who he says has the best chance to defeat incumbent Republican Ron Johnson. He said, it is clear that the best person to be able to defeat Ron Johnson is Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. I am proud to be able to stand up here and support him. He's been a friend for a really long time. How long has Alex Lazary been here? How long could they have possibly been friends? Anyway, um, but to be able to call him Senator Barnes, Lazary said at a press conference. I know Alex will continue to show up to work for people across the state. And this is what Barnes was saying. That is what makes me so proud, not just to call you a friend, but a partner in this work. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. Southside Frank said, Dr. Ken, you should already know Mandela is a turtle on a fence post. <laughs> Just the thought of that just makes me laugh. That's funny. Um, what are your thoughts on any of this? 833-212-1017. The U.S. has offered a deal to Russia aimed at bringing home WNBA star Brittany Griner and another jailed American, Paul Whelan. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said today in a sharp reversal of previous policy. Blinken said he also expects to speak with the Kremlin, his Kremlin counterpart, for the first time before Russia invaded the Ukraine. So so let me see if I have this right. When Brittany Griner asked for help from the government, the government turned its back on her. Now all of a sudden we need to save Paul Whelan, who was accused of being a spy, and we have some guy over here who's accused of selling weapons that the Russians want back. Now all of a sudden it's okay. Now we can include Brittany Griner. But before, when Brittany was, quote unquote, by herself, the federal government didn't give two flips about whether or not she was going to sit there or not. Didn't care. Now, all of a sudden, you care. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And if you haven't heard, I mentioned it before. Senator Joe, Senator Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer agreed to the Build Back Better deal after more than a year of talk. So you know it'll pass in the House. The Senate was 50-50, and now it's 51-49. And um, I want to see what this reconciliation bill actually looks like. Like, I really want to read it so I understand and know exactly what it is because uh, I don't know. 
In a lengthy statement, the moderate senator said today those talks resulted in a deal for a slimmed down bill that includes tax, climate and prescription drug provisions. For too long, the reconciliation debate in Milwaukee, well, there too, in Wisconsin has been defined by how it can help advance Democrats' political agenda, build back better, but build back better is dead, and instead we have the opportunity to make our country stronger by bringing Americans together. And so we're going to see exactly what it is, because they're not really telling us what's in it. Um, Manchin said in the statement, the bill will have a minimum 15% tax on companies worth more than a billion dollars and investments in several forms of energy, including fossil fuel, nuclear, and renewables. And this is on top of the agreements Democrats previously came to on prescription drugs and extending subsidies included in the Affordable Care Act. So, what scares me? Will this push us deeper into a recession? Because when the numbers come out tomorrow and this bill passes and the Fed just hiked the interest rate 0.75%, that can be enough to make us be really frustrated with Democrats right now. Talking text line says explanation when two dudes who publicly seem miles apart that now nah, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> Talking text line. I'm with you, Dr. Ken. What was the arrangement made for him to back Barnes? Things that make you go. Hmm. I wonder. 833-212-1017. What do you think Mandela Barnes gave up to have Alex Lazary drop out of the race? What do you think he has to give Alex Lazary? 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm interested in what you think. We're live from the American Family Assurance Studio at Radio City. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before we get to JD, LT said Alex didn't want to lose to a black man. He's the son of a multi-billionaire, and there's nothing that Mandela can give him or he needs from him. I say that's true. JD, you're on the new 1017 of Truth. How's it going? I'm well. Thank you, Dr. Ken. I'm going to disagree with you and LT. Okay. Um, Yep. uh, Just because he's a billionaire, everybody needs things. Um, When they built the 
Alex Lazarus family, when they built the Pfizer Forum, they used public money, but that money was cut from the UW system. No one talks about that. $250 million cut from the UW system to fund that. So you cut public education, public higher education to build a stadium for entertainment. That makes no sense. We need to invest in education. Well, so remember, well, remember is, uh, the same ahead, UW system had money hidden so that. They did. Just, right. just so, like NDS got $100 million right. hidden. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm go ahead. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm very aware. All right. But you you know that, that politicians play games. So Absolutely. what I'm thinking is the money's going to have to be Money's going to have to be funneled. Mitch McConnell's wife, uh, her daddy is from Taiwan. He didn't get $500,000 to the Republican Party in Kentucky, and she, all of a sudden she becomes the head of transportation, the secretary of transportation, and money gets funneled into her daddy's company. And that enriches her, her dad, and Mitch but that's McConnell. How it got, well, it's, it's not just Mitch something. McConnell. Yeah. Um, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Something like that. Oh, yeah, they crooks. Well, wait, 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 wait. That don't make, J.D., that don't make you a crook. Because it's not illegal. Okay. It's not illegal. Oh, it's. It's not illegal. Illegal, illegal, immoral, and ethical are very fine lines. But they're not the same. But they're not the same. They're not the same. Okay. <laughs> All right, so to be a crook, you got to be illegal. All right, I'll give what? you that. But that's, Dude, that's listen to what you're saying, JD. You know, if to be a crook, you got to be illegal. Well, yes, it has to be illegal. Man, so you could play the game exactly how it go and marginalize people. Let's take Bill Gates for example. He right. was making more money paying fines to the government while he was under his antitrust. Uh, discrimination suit, right. paying more, paying less money for the fines than he was making. It's, it's, but it wasn't illegal. That, that's a crook. I mean, it don't have to be illegal to be a crook. I mean, I, don't, I, I that's where I guess we'll disagree at, but that's all I'm saying. So I think he's going to have to kowtow to these people and mm-hmm. to their interests. And, and, and he's probably not going to win. He probably can't beat uh, – Ron Johnson. We probably would do better with Sarah Godlewski, but I have a lot of problems with her as well. She didn't vote for Hillary while uh, being on the campaign, and nobody uh, voted for Hillary because of nobody voted for Hillary. Exactly. But you you campaigned <laughs> for, and then you say because of residency requirements in Maryland and Colorado, and I don't know, but they don't have Maryland voting in Colorado or Maryland. No, <laughs> so so. As we move forward, we have to hold these people accountable. Yep. I, I'm not sure Mandela's going to win. And if he does, we're going to have to hold his feet to the fire. I went on his website, and there's nothing, no accomplishment that he can point to on his own website. What did he do as lieutenant governor, Mandela. and what did he do in as a state in the state rep? Nothing. Okay. He said he, like, uh, helped people. Like uh, he's like working on a, a farm bill and he's doing something else where people <laughs> like to get jobs, but he no results. So I'm like, blackface don't impress me at all. Ben Carson, uh, Clarence Thomas, blackface don't impress me. I need results. And until why we you get keep that, pulling out Republicans people, though? Wait, wait. Why, why, why are all your examples Republicans? Why wouldn't you pull out Mandela Barnes? He's right there in front of you. There are a I lot of black him, people in the, in the Milwaukee oh, area, your oh. own mayor. There are a lot of people that haven't done it. Now, we, we hope oh, they do we, something in the future. we got to give the mayor some cha- a chance. But there are a lot of black people in oh, Milwaukee. God, F- forget the whole Republican-Democrat thing. I'm just waiting for black oh, people we, to step up and get stuff done. We've been on Chevy Johnson. Chevy Johnson ain't did nothing that 
you pointed out on show and show that that uh that the, the thing with the uh with the, the stolen cars right. is a mess. They not doing nothing. Yeah. Chevy is a mess. I, I I voted for him because I wasn't messing with Bob Diamond and bathroom Bob. I wasn't doing it. But other than that, we ain't nothing going on until the until black people caucus like rich Caucasians and spend their money like Jews and open industry like Chinese. We're we're gonna continue to be behind because politics without economics doesn't work. We keep telling people to vote, but we have to stop buying Jordans and hair and caucus around people that are going to make our neighborhoods look better, and we have to have self-respect. So in, in, we can't put all our hope in Mandela or in Sarah Godlewski. We have to put our help and our hope in ourselves and make our neighborhoods better, and that's where I'm at, Dr. King. Well, you know, J.D., if you got economics, you don't need politics. That's a lie because every rich person contributes to somebody because you still every have rich that person, policy and procedure. Every rich person controls somebody. That's what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. If I got it, the money, it it's the other way around. Absolutely. But it's the other way around. And, and you just, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But it, it's going to work together. It's a two-party system, and it's politics and economics. Dollars control how your neighborhood looks. And we're not controlling the dollars in our neighborhood, and that's what the problem is. Our money is sucked out of our community. It goes to Oak Creek and Franklin because a lot of people that are in our community making money are Indians and Arabic, and they live in Franklin and Oak Creek and some in Brown Deer. I'm not Brown Deer, Brookfield. And that's where and the Mequon. money goes, and they contribute. And Mequon. And we're not contributing and building in our own neighborhood. So until we do that, we're not going to control our politicians, and they're going to continue to kowtow to the interests that are in their best heart. That's where I'm at, Dr. King. Facts. Thanks, sir. Facts. All right. Love you. Man. Did he read what I wrote? It really sounds <laughs> like I was talking to myself. I mean, at, at some point, we just need to do it for ourselves. At, at some point, we just need to stop and tell people, if you don't do this, you're out of office. Stop being so proud that the person that's in office looks like you. If they're not going to do anything for you. Stop being proud because we got a black, but then they don't do anything. And you put somebody in office that doesn't have a record of doing anything. Absolutely nothing. I, I just don't understand it. We slam everybody else who works across the aisle. Don't matter if you're black female, black male. Look at how they treated Jason Fields. Look how they treated Lena Taylor. The two people that could cross the aisle, get money to your community, pass bills, bipartisan work, do great things for their district and the city. And black Democrats went after them because they didn't like either the fact that they were doing something or the fact that they actually worked with Republicans. They would rather sit there and do absolutely nothing, get paid, get paid their per diem and feel good about working against Republicans who are passing bills and doing things and taking money out of the city of Milwaukee. Dumb. With a capital D. To think that you can put somebody in office who 
hasn't done anything. And I'm not talking about that new person, right? I'm not talking about that person that's new to the scene. Hey, I'm new. I was a businessman. I was a college professor. I was a, I was a stay-at-home mom, whatever. And I'm jumping into politics because I want to see change. And here's what the change is. We're talking about people that have already been in the system for at least five to 10 years and have absolutely nothing to show for it. And we not only embrace them, we vote for them, feel good about it, but yet turn around and complain that our neighborhood doesn't look good. And the first thing they do is point to a Republican and say, it's his fault. And then we lose our mind against the Republican who ain't got nothing to do with it, don't live here, don't work here, and has no control here. Your quality of life is the city's problem. Your garbage, your electric your internet, street lights, all that. Clean streets, clean neighborhoods, houses, that is local. And if the only way the city is going to be better is if people in the city actually make it better. So if you don't have the money, you need the politics. And the politics today say, if you don't do what I need you to do, we need to vote you out of office. So when August 9th comes and you go vote, you make sure you vote for people that are going to change the landscape, change the money, change the politics, change the quality of life in Milwaukee. Otherwise, you are setting yourself up. You are setting yourself up for another decade of Milwaukee being in the toilet. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Thank you to Northwestern Mutual for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by a national leader in financial services, which has been helping families and businesses achieve financial security for over 160 years. They're a national leader, and the reason why is because they send people like Erica Wright to come talk to Sherwin Hughes on tomorrow. Make that day after tomorrow, uh, July 29th, 12 o'clock noon. He'll be talking to Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisor Erica Wright about smart financial moves for new parents. Uh, investing, building generational wealth, uh, reaching financial freedom, financial goals, all those things. Uh, they'll be talking about. So check it out. They'll be on twice a month, once on my show, once on Sherman. Um, July 29th at 12 noon is with Sherman on Friday. Also coming up Friday is my Truth Roundtable. Um, Kyle Wallace and Alita Franz, along with myself and DZ, will be here to discuss what's going on in the city, what's going on in the county, what's going on in the state, and what's going on in the country. I need another one. What's going on in the world? So we'll be checking that out. Also, be sure to tap in to the Tory Lowe Show. That's tomorrow. I can't wait. By the way, Tory Lowe Show will be on again 
uh, and it's rebroadcast at 6 o'clock tonight, so make sure you hang around. But Thursday the 28th and Friday the 29th, he'll be walking and broadcasting live from his Stop the Violence walk from Milwaukee to Chicago. Tori does this every single year to bring awareness. I believe this is his seventh year. Uh, bringing awareness to families that are impacted by senseless violence in our community. So again, Tory Lowe, Stop the Violence Walk. It will be broadcast live on July 28th and 29th right here on the new 1017 of Truth. Make sure you hang around. Oh, and um, don't tell anybody, but the, 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 the Truth app giveaway is back. So if you've been getting those swag hits on your phone, and it tells you to call in. You got to be the number one person. But if you don't get it, then you need to download the app and set your push notifications are turned on for the Truth app. And then randomly, because I actually track it, even though I can't win, I actually track it. And um, it'll tell you when to call in. If you're first, you win some Truth Swag. So make sure you do that. Go to the Apple Store, Google Play Store, all that. Download 1017 The Truth app for your chance to win because that's what I did even though I can't win I can just kind of follow it talking text on Ken what I mean is all of us okay let me go back high time for some measured performance a probationary period and enhanced public's ability to I don't understand what you mean by that execute something based on a fresh new criteria. Um, what I mean is that all of us working people are evaluated on our performance. It seems like politicians are immune. And personally, I have no idea how to measure a politician's effectiveness. Uh, what authored a bill? Well, here's the deal. When you create policy, that's your job. So your input your hand in sponsoring legislation, sponsoring legislation that passes, making new policy that enhances your community is how we evaluate you. It's just one of the ways. The other one is how well do you interact with the people in your district? Are you there when there's a problem? Do we need to call you or are you already there because you heard about it? When you shoot up my neighborhood, are you there or do I have to call your office or call you or send you a text and say, hey, where are you? Think about the things that you need in your community and whether or not that politician can do it. And if they can't do the ultimate thing, the ultimate measure is to vote them out of office. But, you know, the easy thing is just not vote them in. I have never been in a city. I got to say this where you put somebody in office and they never tell you what it is they're going to do. I just don't understand that. I want to run for office. These are all the things that I've done. That's great. What have you done for me lately? What will you do in the future? When you leave office, what will the city look like? What will your district look like? That's all. And then when we get to the end, we'll start saying, hey, this is your report card. 
I need to see, and this is just me, I need to see 50% on your report card. I don't need to see 70% or 80%. I don't need all that. I just need 50%. I need to know that you're on your way to getting the things done that you said you would do. I'll take 50%. Now, here's the kicker. You have to have about eight things on your report card. You have to have eight criteria that say these are the things you do. Would letter grade would you need? You don't get a letter grade. Mm-mm. You don't get a letter grade. I, I didn't hear you. What? Just turn on the microphone. What? I was just thinking that was a good question to ask. Like, what grade would you need? You know, what grade? If you're, you said what grade? Uh huh. 50%. I'll take a D. That's a 50%. Right. So That's failing. I guess what grade would you need? What letter grade or what percent? I don't do letter grades. What what percent would you need then? 50%. I'd say Half. I need at least 75. Nope. Nope. Because you're talking about a system that's so convoluted and so, so just like Mnuchin, right? I'll never sign for this. And then they made a deal and, he, and he's going to back it, right? So even he had to change because there's some things that they had to change in the bill in order for it to make it palatable for him to be able to say, yes, I'll vote for it. If you look at Mnuchin, he's probably about 50%. Half the stuff he wins, half the stuff he don't. I could work with that. See, when we give out letter grades, it makes people look bad because all the A students work for the B and the C students. The B and the C students and sometimes the D and the F students start businesses like Apple, Microsoft, you know. Then you have anomalies in the group like Dell Computers, Google, right? It just shows that your letter grade, it's just the game we play when we want to pretend like my kid's better than your kid. But if your kid works for my kid and your kid was the A kid, that's what I'm talking about. And it's not that way with everybody, but the majority of the time, we need to recognize what a politician is up against. So if you can get 50%, so watch this. If you're running for mayor, if you're running for governor, if you're running for U.S. senator, I should hear eight things in your plank that you're going to do. When you run for reelection, I should see four of those done. Or those 75, 80% done. Then I'll work with it. But this just random, you're black, you're white, so I'm going to vote for you. You know how white people pretend like they don't vote for people because they're black. They always vote for the, the, the correct person when, in fact, they do the same thing we do. At least just be honest and tell the truth. But we need to put criteria. I say come up with eight criteria. And so maybe that's what we'll do Friday. The panel will come up with eight things that will make the city of Milwaukee win. And then we'll give it to the mayor, give it to the common council president, give it to the older persons or people or whatever we call them today. (laughs) Look, all the hims and hers. And then we'll maybe give it to the governor. Give it to Mandela or Ron Johnson if they win. Or Tammy Baldwin. But we need to set a standard. 
eight things the city needs in the next four years to get out of whatever this is we're in. This dark cloud, this negativeness. Like I, I checked the other day, it was 136 homicides. We're 41 homicides over what we were last year. And that number's had to have gone up. We're live from the American Family Assurance Studio at Radio City. I am Dr. Ken Harris, and you are listening to the one, the only truth in the afternoon. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. <laughs> it's no wonder why they spend so much to acquire the position. Well, I've never known anybody to become a United States senator that wasn't a millionaire that didn't eventually become one. Like ever. I've never known it. I've watched poor people become senators and leave as rich people. Every single time. Come up with somebody you know that became a United States senator that was not eventually a millionaire. Even Barack Obama wasn't very wealthy. But his wife was working as corporation counsel for an entity in Chicago. So she was making good money. Were they worth millions? I don't know. But personally, I don't think that's anybody's business. Make as much money as you want to make. But at some point, we have to recognize that there's no such thing as too much money in this world. Let's worry about (laughs) making it legally, I guess. Taking care of our areas. And you won't have to want to go to Ozaki County or Waukesha County or Racine or Washington or any of that. Stay right here. Clean it up right here. Take care of idiocy right here. But we can't keep holding on. What's that thing in the Bible that talks about um, holding on to the plow? You can't push forward while you're looking back because, one, you won't know where you're going. End up going in a circle and heading back where you came from. At some point, we got to move forward. Either let go of the plow or let's push forward, quit looking back. I didn't say forget. I said stop looking back. Because at some point, we have to change this city. Watch this. You ready? For the children. Because everything's fine. Why, why, why you laugh? What'd you laugh about? Like, <laughs> right. Because that's what everybody says. When they ain't got nothing to say and they ain't got no real reason to do it, it's always for the children. It's unfortunate. We got a lot of adults that need help and children. All right. So we got to pick. And you tell me. 
833-212-1017. Do we need a positive day? Do we need like one day where everybody calls up with something positive that's going on in the community, something positive that's happening, and you can like promote it? I think that's what we need. And I'm going to promote this because I have no skin in the game. UNCF is coming up at the end of August, like the 27th or so. So y'all make sure y'all roll and sign up and do that stuff because we got to support the HBCUs. We have to. That means we need to give to UNCF, United Negro College Fund. We also need to give to the Thurgood Marshall Fund for the public schools like Central State. So State University but it's also an HBCU, which means if the state limits their money, they're just limited. And so these are days we're going to talk about in the future. Um, And while I'm talking to you, I may as well just start making my list. And I'll ask you, what are some of the things that you want to hear on this show? What are are some of the, the... I want to talk about, you can tell I'm getting old because I got to have my type on my computer a little bit bigger. That's because my my frames on my other glasses broke and now I'm waiting to get them back. They said, it'll be five days. That was at the end of June. And so I'm still waiting. So I want to have a show on HBCUs. I want to talk about the HBCU experience. I want to talk about the HBCU um, grind, making it through. And so what I want to do is invite some people to the show who went to HBCUs and are successful in our community and who have done great things, right? But I get to pick the schools, right? So what schools and what people would you want to hear from? Make sure you hit me on the talk and text line and um, we'll start putting together that information and talk about who we want to see. Because that's just me. I think it's important that our children, those kids that are going into their senior year, start to hear and know about historically black colleges and universities and the power and the importance of them. Even if you didn't go, you should still support. Like, you didn't, you didn't go to HBCU, DZ, did you? But if you did, which one would you support? I'd probably go to Howard. Howard? Yeah. Okay. Just I would have, like, felt it in my bones and been like, yeah, Howard. Yeah. So when I, when I think of East Coast, I think Howard and Hampton – um, now, do you understand what I mean when I say A&T? Like, who am I talking about when I say A&T? Are you, oh, you meant like the school? You meant yeah, something like A&T. Like when I just say, hey, somebody said they, they went to A&T. What am I talking about? HBCUIs. Uh, you're talking about Anybody uh, know? North Carolina. There you go. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I had to think about it. I was you like, get your black card back. I was about my hand was on it. I was about to cut it in half. <laughs> and <then> you, <laughs> um, fam, you. Oh yeah, Florida. I, see, that would have been a different one. I could have seen myself at Florida. 
You could or right. could not. I could have. Well, Florida, why? Why? I don't know. I like Florida. And I got family in Florida. I hate Florida. They close to Tallahassee, too, or they were. So it would have been perfect. Look, I hate everything. So, you know. Um, Really? Okay. What about Xavier? Mm. Louisiana. Nah, too hot. Man, they put out how many, like, science people? Like, your doctors and your your MDs and your... uh, Dentists? Yeah, I'm not good at science. Like, what is it, 35, 40% of them came from Xavier, dude? Come on, nah. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, it's like that. Xavier put them out. And that's a hard school when it comes to science. I know some people that went to Xavier that then later went to Northwestern Medical School, and now they, they slamming it. So, yeah. All right, what other HBCUs? 833-212-1017. I'm going to do an HBCU, I'm talking too fast, an HBCU show. September, maybe? Let's do it in September. And then we can rebroadcast it and have some of these kids learn about these schools. So we got Howard Hampton, NC, North Carolina A&T, commonly known as North Kakalaka, but we don't talk like that on this show. Uh, FAMU, Xavier, can't forget Morehouse. Um, I'm trying to think of the schools in the AU. Who am I missing? Clark Atlanta? Somebody better call me, 833-212-1017. Help me with my list. Holla at a brother. Yeah, Clark Atlanta... Um, Spellman, because I don't want to get beat up. You put Morehouse and you didn't put Spellman. Um, I think that's a good start. We'll start checking around and making some phone calls and seeing if we can get some folks in the studio, maybe two two at a time, and talk about HBCUs and, and really discuss the power and the prestige and the importance of supporting schools for African-American youth. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Never, ever, 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 ever miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms. The Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can ask, you can ask Siri and you can ask um, Alexa to hit us up. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I think TikTok and all sorts of places. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. DZ, appreciate you. Big ups to Kyle Wallace, Cherie, everybody on the Truth team. It's been a great year. Everything's going strong and being great. Tory Lowe's up next. Remember, tomorrow, next time y'all hear Tory Lowe live, he will be walking to Chicago. Make sure you make sure you give him your support. I'll see you in 22.